Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Doug and Renee, Married Life. Yes, welcome back, Married Life. Married Life. (laughs) We just spent, well I could spend 30 minutes just saying Married Life. You that, can? Yeah, that uh. could be a word for somebody. Married life. Some people who are thinking about letting go, or married life. You signed up for this. Married life. People I couldn't who, think of what else to no, say. But. <laughs> single people who are thinking about getting married, married life. Married life. Yeah, this Ooh. could be the answer. That could be those two words. Married life. And look, if you don't even have time to go back and listen to every episode that we've done over the past year and a half, just look at the titles and that'll tell you what Married Life is all about. <laughs> Married Life. Some somewhat. It won't tell you all. It it's not all encompassing, but it's gonna give you a great idea as to different things that we have to deal with in Married Life. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see behind the scenes. Oh, man. Cues and... Cues and the back of each other's head (laughs) is... But I thank God. um, For your wife? That's what you was going to (laughs) say? Oh, okay. Gotcha. (laughs) No, I was going to say I thank God for the podcast, um, giving us the listeners, and just to stick to itness. Just sticking to it. Yes. Over a year, we've been doing this uh, yes. weekly, and and there are times where we don't feel like doing it. Best being honest, married life, married life. <laughs> we gonna keep it one hundred with you. Sometimes we just haven't felt like it, or yeah. there are times we haven't felt each other in the midst of doing the married life recording. Yeah. We're like. Really? Yeah. God, you want us to be right here together Married trying life. to help encourage people at this moment yeah. and point in time in our Married life. And we do it in one take too. We ain't trying to cut and slice and let's Ooh. do this again. One I think take. I think the one time we had to redo it, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think God was trying to teach us a lesson. He was like, All right, so y'all gonna sit there and act like that oh, Jesus. your that recording so is not going to upload and you're gonna have to do it all over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look, you know what? That's something to think about. Why pass the test the first time because you don't wanna have to do it all over again. Yep. So if us. we could get it right when God says do it this way mm-hmm. instead of trying to do it our way, then we would be so much better off. Mm-hmm. We would have so much less drama and yeah. troubles if we just follow God's precepts and laws and plans and direction for married life. I'm trying to think. I remember us doing the, the podcast. I don't remember what the subject was, what the series was. I have no idea. But I remember we weren't in the best place. No, and, you wasn't feeling me. I wasn't feeling and you. And we did that <laughs> podcast. We are like, okay, we're done. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It's like, er, pump your brakes, yeah. rewind, redo, retake. So That was a humbling experience. Very humbling. And so if anyone's ever, anyone thinks out there that we don't have to 
eat what we are serving, mm. that is like we eat it first. Trust us on this one. I hear pastors say this all the time. They are the first partakers of the word that God has given them to preach. Mm-hmm. Usually it's because God has dealt with them in that area or God has um placed it heavy on their heart mm-hmm. or they experienced in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And I can see now, since we've been doing this podcast, that a lot of the things that we have discussed with our listeners or shared with our listeners, we have either experienced it, mm-hmm. are experiencing mm-hmm. it, or right after we did the podcast, experienced it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, wait. Did we just teach on this? Really? So, yes, that is all a part of married life. Still waiting on our jingle, but we're going to play it out That's okay. We're going to get something. You know what? My grandbaby going to do it. We're going to make a joyful noise (laughs) unto the Lord. Yeah, we'll let her do it. She has a a beautiful voice. My grandbaby going to do it. She'll say, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah, she'll do our jingle. So we are still talking about... Uh, we're still on the subject of walking by faith yes. when it comes to your marriage, your life. You were supposed to say married life. Oh, married life, my bad. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that cue. <laughs> Try it again. We, I don't even know what that said. We are still talking about... Oh, we are still talking about the subject, walking by faith. In That's all. your married life. Oh, okay. <laughs> so going to... Our topic at hand, Mm -hmm. walking by faith means believing God when you don't see what you hope for and what you believe. Um, You know, faith is something, when you sit in a chair, you have faith that that chair is going to hold you. It's not going to collapse. When you get in the car, you have faith that your car is going to drive as long as you got gas and everything is Mm fine-tuned and taken care of. You have faith that the vehicle is going to move. You have faith the chair is going to hold you, but you can't see how it works. And so faith in God and faith in life is similar in that you are believing in something or someone that you cannot see or Mm -hmm. that you do not see. And um, you have to trust him in your marriage and for your marriage in the good times and the bad times. Faith is easy when everything is going great, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I believe God. Yeah. Wonderful. Dancing, shouting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. We're getting along. Got money in the bank. Got food on the table. You know, we're not arguing. The kids are doing good. But bam, when things are not so great, that's when your faith has to kick into high gear. Um, you was going to say something? Yeah, I was. I was waiting. <laughs> Go ahead, go okay. Ahead. So when you said walking by faith means believing God even when you do not see what you uh hope for and believe, I I immediately thought of uh the newlywed stage of marriage. Because okay. then from generally speaking, for most people, when you go in that newlywed stage, there's no arguments. Everybody's, you know. We in love, and mm-hmm. you know I love to see you. Oh, we can talk, and I just look at you. Oh, we in love, we in love, and then after a while, people start revealing their true selves in marriage. The mask comes off. Yeah, slowly but surely. And I, I forgot what TV show we were watching, 
it was a long time ago, and you know, she took her hair out, uh, <laughs> her eyelashes out, popped off her fingernails. I forgot what TV I, show. I know exactly what TV show that was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when all that starts occurring, when the real you starts showing up, and you start seeing the person who you really married, who you're mar- really married to, mm-hmm. and not necessarily the one that you married, there may be two different people. And so now it's like, oh, now it's going to take faith for me to walk this journey out, this ministry of marriage, because the person who I thought I was marrying Mm -hmm. is not that person. Well, it it goes on both sides, the husband and the wife. And, you know, you start to see little, um, not idiosyncrasies, little uh, things that they have, little habits mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, that really gets on my nerves. You start to see the true them. Yeah, the true them. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they don't clean up as much as you would like or they don't put the dishes away or they whatever it may be. I don't, I don't know. But you start seeing the true them and it's going to take faith for you to continue and build and believe in your marriage. And so that, I just wanted to share that because that was the first thing that came to my mind when, I, when you right, said that. Right. And the reality of it is you having faith in a person, and there's nothing wrong with that, having faith in your spouse to uh, be a certain way, do a certain thing, live up to a certain standard. But the problem is we place that faith higher than our faith in God. Uh-oh. The faith and the trust must be in the creator of that person, not in the person. And that's where I think things go awry in marriages because we're looking to our spouse to be our God. Uh We're looking for our spouse to do things. And Doug is usually the one that will be transparent and and say he's going to put the spotlight on him or throw himself under the bus. I'm going to do that today. I was guilty of that early on in our faith walk. I won't say marriage because we weren't saved when we first got married, but when we dedicated our lives to the Lord fully and was, you know, serving in church and stuff, I depended on Doug to do things that only God could do for me. And by that, I mean, I was expecting him to save me, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, or deliver me, um, And I held him to a higher standard than which he was created to do. Yes, he's created to be the head of this house, to be the leader, to be my husband, to support me, to love me as Christ loved the church. But there are certain things that only God can do. God can do all things. There are certain responsibilities he's given to the wife. There are certain responsibilities he's given to the husband. And I remember us having a conversation and you said to me, I'm not God. I remember that. And initially, I was a little peeved off. I was a little (laughs) upset. I was like, nobody said you was God. Who who told you that? But the Holy Spirit had to reveal it to me and convict me and say, you're expecting him to do things that I am, that you're supposed to depend on me for, that you're supposed to have faith in me for, that Mm -hmm. you're supposed to trust me for and not him. He does not have the capability to do the things to save you or to de- deliver you or un, um, get rid of that baggage that you brought into the relationship from previous hurt. And so I had to learn 
And still today, sometimes I still have to learn um, that I can go to Doug and say, hey, pray for me, um, as I did yesterday, was having a really bad day. And I said, Doug, you know, and, and he did something very helpful. He said, unload it on me. And I unloaded it on him as far as sharing with him. But at the end of the day, I had to trust God to help change my mind about that situation, mm-hmm. to help redirect my thoughts about that situation. And it was helpful to have Doug to talk to. But at the end of the day, God is my source. Doug is a resource. Doug is my spouse, but he is not my God. And so just be careful the uh, pedestal or the expectations you're putting on your spouse, because in some regard, if you're putting them on a pedestal, then you're making them your idol. Uh-oh. And God says, thou shalt not have any idols before me. Um, and so be careful not to hold your spouse to a, a standard that one is higher than God and two, that you're not even willing to live up to yourself. Mm. Sometimes we expect our spouse to do something that we ourselves are not even willing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk to the ladies for a minute. I think a lot of times women, and I'm sorry if y'all going to get mad at me, um, but I'm in this boat too because I'm a woman. But I think sometimes women, we think our spouses are supposed to, you know, I'm the woman, so you're supposed to put all your energy into it, do everything I need and everything I want. But when the shoe's on the other foot, we're not willing to do that. And, and that's, it, it's a partnership. You're a team. So if you're in football or basketball or soccer, it's a team sport. You're passing the ball to the other person. You're not, you know, you're passing it back and forth. You're not doing it all by yourself or expecting one spouse to carry all of the responsibility of sustaining the marriage. Walking by faith in marriage means walking together. Oh, I was going to let you go. No, I, you, I, you turned to me, so no, I thought you had more. I, didn't, I don't want to hijack the podcast. I, I, I was going to let you go because when, uh, when uh, what they call those things on social media, when they come in, they're going to be directed to you. Because you was like, to the women. I'm a woman. And then you just went on. I just went on. Hey, I can only only speak to what I've experienced, what Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with. I'm a woman. So I know from experience, one, from being a woman and a wife for 34 plus years, for speaking and counseling married women, for um, speaking to divorced women, I'm pretty familiar with how a woman thinks and what our expectations are and sometimes we put too much expectation on our husband and it's not fair and we're not willing to carry that load Mm -hmm. or to be the helpmate that's the word helpmate we're supposed to help our spouse how is he going to do for you if you can't help him do for you you have to help him you have to show him what it is that you expect of him, but help him. Help me help you. Exactly. That's, the, that's a good term. <laughs> that's a good term. You know, and then sometimes I wonder why people are hungry for something more in their marriage or they feel like there's, there's a dry spell in their marriage. And it's because, one, you're not walking by faith and you're expecting your spouse to be your God. 
Your spouse is not God. Um, They are imperfect just like you. God will fill your hunger and quench your thirst. Stop looking for your spouse to do what God promises to do. And um, the scripture that comes to mind is John 6 and 35 in the King James Version. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So if you're going to God and you are believing in him and you are going to him, you're not going to hunger in your marriage. You're not going to thirst because God's going to quench it and God's going to meet the needs in your marriage. So when you were talking about when we went through that conversation, this, this happened years ago, decades ago. And I remember you know, us having this conversation, like, I'm not, I'm not God, me saying that. Um, and I, I said that, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a Bible scholar by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I know what I, what I know, and I know what I don't know. And you know that you're not God. <laughs> I know I'm not God. I know we ain't had no money at the time. I had no education. I know what I don't have. And so I'm like, I I can't help you. (laughs) I can only point you to the one who can help you. And I think it's important. And again, you talked, you touched on it also, roles and responsibilities. Um, Now, I have a certain role to play in our marriage. You have a certain role and we have responsibilities. And so I I don't want to, to diminish our responsibilities are the roles that God has given us. But you hit the nail on the head. Don't don't put your husband, don't put your, your wife in a place that's reserved for God because you will then be disappointed. And you talk about walking by faith and you putting your faith in somebody who's like you. I'm just reiterating what you did, just as imperfect as you are. And sometimes we have that, you know, that 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 night riding in on the white horse, he's going to save the day mentality. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. You know. Dog is here to save the day. <laughs> OK, sorry. I felt that. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Mighty Mouse. OK, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes people have that mentality of my spouse is going to save me. My spouse, you know, is going to ride in and, you know, deliver me from, you know, bad credit, whatever it may be, debt, whatever it may be. And that's that's not that's not realistic. That's mm-hmm. not real. And you're putting your faith in somebody when your faith should be in God. Yes. Like you said, your faith should be in the creator, not the person who the creator created for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I was I was I was listening to you and I was like, wow, you just you just went on a nice roll there. I appreciate okay. it. Uh, man, oh, ooh, I, that, that was, that was send me good. A, send me an offering. <laughs> I got you. I got you, girl. That, that much you can do. <laughs> yeah. And so, so one of the things, yeah, I can give you an offering. Yeah, I can give you an offering. Look, so, and the Bible says, <laughs> give honor where honor is due. Yeah, honor your, you honor your spouse, yeah. but just don't put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And so in Hebrews 1, it talks about um, now faith is the substance for blah, blah, blah. Of Hebrews things hoped for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
So sometimes life will hit you in the gut and sometimes life will just hit you and knock all the wind out your sails and all you have is faith for right now. You don't have faith for next week. You don't have no three-week plan. You don't have no five-week plan. You don't have no six-month plan. It's like, I just need to get through today because what I'm going through right now, I can't see any further than right now. And I believe... Hebrews 1 specific, in my opinion, talks about now faith. I need right now faith because we're going through something in our marriage. Maybe the, the kid, have, one of the children have to have surgery or whatever it may be. You may be facing eviction or whatever it may be. And I need faith for right now. And it could be something simple. Um, our communication isn't good. My my spouse works a lot of hours and, you know, we're like two ships in the night. We see each other, we say hi, but we don't really feel like we have a real marriage. And you got to have faith for that too. Mm-hmm. You got to have faith for the small things. Yeah. You got to have faith when things are going great and you believe in God for greater. You got to have faith for the things you don't see coming. You got to have faith for the next 10, 15, 20 years that your marriage is going to still be in that that good place that it is in today. Faith isn't something that you just need when things are going wrong. You just you need faith all the time. Faith to stay healthy. You know, just faith. Mm-hmm. Um just to read the whole scripture to everybody um that you're referring to is now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you're trusting and believing God that he's going to sustain you through the various seasons of your marriage. And walking by marriage, I tell you, is high on that list of having to walk by faith. Oh, yeah. And one of the things um, that goes along with um, walking by faith is being obedient. Um Mm-hmm. In First Samuel 15 and 22, in the King James Version, he talks about obedience is better than sacrifice. So when you're walking by faith, when you're believing God for whatever it is, um, you're going to have to be obedient because you can sacrifice, you can give, you can you know, do all these things, work in the church, and you work in four or five different ministries. But if you're not being obedient to what the Lord told you to do, and this is walking by faith because you're like, Lord, I don't understand. I don't think I should have to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is God is dealing with you to do. He's telling you right here clearly in First Samuel 15 and 22 that obeying him is better than all the sacrifice you could do or, or give. And so when you're walking by faith, it's going to be obedient, obedience because sometimes it doesn't make sense what the Lord is asking you to do. There are a lot of examples in the Bible. Um, the one I think of right off the top of my head is when Abram went in, he was going to sacrifice his son, um, Isaac. And, you know, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you, you know, kill your son when God just blessed you with him? But, of course, he did it. And I'm going to say, of course, but, you know, some of you may not know the story, but it's in there. Abraham and Isaac, he went to sacrifice his son. Yes. I so. think one of the things that I love about that story is when 
and a lot of people don't mention this, but when he's going, taking his son to sacrifice him, Abraham was already operating in faith because he said to his son, and the Bible said refers to him as the lad, he's the, the son asked him, where are we going? He says, we're going up to yonder and we are coming back. Mm-hmm. So he already knew that he was operating in faith and that God was going to provide another way out, yep. but he was walking by faith. I'm going to go as if I'm going to slay my son, but I believe, I have faith that God is not going to let it be mm-hmm. so, that God's going to choose another way. And then I think that's the same thing in marriage. When we walking in our marriage, we may not see that you know things are going to work out, but we have to trust God yep. blindly. Mm-hmm. Kent, and I'm I'm just thinking when you said that, I was just thinking the thoughts he had to have in his head about what am I gonna tell Sarah, my wife, mm-hmm. if I go and kill our son, how am I gonna come home and tell my wife this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that I when you was talking about that, I was like, you know, that that's an act of faith, like you just said. And I, I just thought about it in that instance from that perspective of him being a husband, a father, and having to walk all this out. And just because I've, I've thought about things that, you know, I've done good, bad, or whatever. And I'm like, how am I going to tell Renee this? How am I? Don't tell her. That's what you do. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I, I thought about it just now when you said that. I was like, wow, that's that's a that's a deep conversation you're having with yourself. And and having faith doesn't mean that in your mind there isn't going to be a shadow of doubt. Because mm-hmm. there's a Bible, um, um, there's a story in the Bible of the servant who goes to Jesus and asks him to heal his servant. But then he says, you know, I, you know, Jesus asked him if he believed. And he said, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Because there's always that area that shadow of doubt, and you cannot let that overtake you. You cannot let that be bigger than your faith. Mm-hmm. You have to allow your faith to continue to allow you to walk in the direction God's telling you to walk in. And I'm just reminded of a time where, and this is in our book, um, His Story. Her Story. God's Glory. God's Glory. Shameless plug. Um, this is in our book where there was a time in our marriage where I really wanted to leave. Not saying there weren't times that Doug wanted to leave, but there was a season in our marriage where I I was out. Um, Audi 5000, as the young people used to say. I don't know if they say that now. Um, but <laughs> no, that. the Lord spoke to me and said one simple word. He said, stay. He didn't give me any other directions. And you talk about faith. He didn't say, I'm going to change, Doug. I'm going to work it out. You guys are going to be doing a podcast in 2020. Y'all going to be married 34 years. Y'all both going to be safe, serving. He didn't tell me any of that. He simply said, stay. And by faith, I stayed. And so I want to encourage somebody that if God is speaking to you and telling you to stay in the midst of a challenging time, trust me, if God tells you to do it. God is a 
a provider. He is going to provide for you. He is going to heal. He's going to deliver. He's going to make things right. He is going to do exceedingly abundantly far above all you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. But you got to have the power and you got to have the strength and you got to have the endurance to stay. Yeah. And you have to believe that it's the Lord telling you to stay. And I'm not, I don't know what the situation is, so I'm just trying to uh, clarify. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're saying stay in an abu- abusive relationship. I am, absolutely am not saying okay. if you're being abused, that is not what I'm saying. Okay. But if your challenge is, we don't talk anymore. We don't have sex anymore. We don't, we don't communicate like we, like we used to. You know, he made me mad or, you know, you know, like petty that. arguments, mm-hmm. you know, stuff where, mm-mm. mm-mm. No, that's... Stay. Stay. And and the person who I'm saying that to, I feel in my spirit, God is telling you to stay and he's using me to tell you to stay and you know who you are. Well... I don't know what to say to that. Last scripture. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, not some, all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Stop trusting in your husband. Stop trusting in other naysayers to walk by faith. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.